podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? I'm great. We just uh, podcasted two days ago. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm good. We have a big trip coming up. Mm-hmm. So, thinking about that. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, it's now, it's late September in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's in the 60s. It's yeah. like fall. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not falling for it. Good one. Every year in Los Angeles, there is another yeah. early October heat wave. But maybe we'll miss it. Yeah, we might. Yeah. We might be gone. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we've had Halloweens where it was like super, super hot. We've yeah. had Halloweens where it was pouring rain. So you yeah. never know what you're going to get. Yeah. People say we don't have weather here in Southern California. We have plenty of weather. I mean, not as, it's true, not as much as... Plenty. As, as in other parts of the world, world. but uh, yeah, but this is not a podcast about weather patterns in Southern California. This is a podcast about the American television sitcoms Friends and How I Met Your Mother. We're watching an episode of each every week. Uh, in concurrence, we are uh, recapping and uh, we have little segments and, and we go on tan- tangents. All kinds of fun stuff happens on this podcast, in case you're new to it. Uh, we are currently on season six, episode two. Uh, season six, episode two of Friends is called the one where Ross hugs Rachel. And season two, episode six of How I Met Your Mother is called Cleaning House. But we're going to put a pin in Cleaning House, and we are going to start with season six, episode two of Friends, the one where Ross hugs Rachel. Which, first off, I have an issue with the title. That's not that's not the significant thing. Ross hugging Rachel. You don't think so? No. Okay. So Do you find whole, it to be significant? I mean... Well, we'll get to it at the end, I guess. Should we yeah. put a pin in that? Yeah. I mean, we could talk about it now. Yeah. But then we'll... Con- like, okay. The talk entire episode, now. Ross is saying that he's not in love with Rachel. Everyone yeah. knows he still is. He doesn't think that he is. But when he hugs her at the end, that's when he knows. That's not at all what I got from that. Okay. What did you get from that? That him thinking, like... Maybe oh, she'll move in with me. Maybe she'll move in with me and I won't have to go through with this annulment. That too. But I think the way that he was concerned about her and like felt for her as soon as he hugs her, he's like, oh yeah. See, I'm, I think it's because I'm not in the position to see Ross as a good guy ever. This I've, doesn't mean he's a good guy. But I'm not willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna dumb it. I'm gonna take the most, the whatever interpretation reflects most poorly on Ross is the one that I'm gonna have. So I saw it as he's a little like manipulative, yeah, yeah, and he sees a he sees an in. These things can both be true. Okay, but um, okay. Well, we'll go. We'll get back to that. I guess that's not where we end. We start at the perk. Everybody do a shot of espresso, uh, and we see the ending of the previous episode again where Ross tells Phoebe that he first Ross tells Rachel that he did get the annulment then Ross tells Phoebe that he did not actually get the annulment we missed the um, the joke where yeah. Phoebe says she's already seen a movie yeah we still don't know what the movie is Rachel doesn't tell anyone what the movie is and casually invites them to the movie yeah. without saying so and so starts at seven we should leave pretty soon yeah see this is just how I 
assume that non like movie people just let's just go to the theater and see what's starting. <laughs> but then you're right. Then she is saying like we have to make the movie. So yeah, there you're right. There was a time that even I did that. Like we didn't have the internet, obviously, and like we weren't calling the movie phone. The listings were in the newspaper. Yeah, but we, sometimes, like, we didn't have the newspaper. We just went to the movie theater. And, like, oh, well, something's going to show. We can always, like, go get ice cream or something if it's not, if the time is not right. Yeah. I remember going to the theater without a plan. I've done it a few times in my life, but it's mostly because I found myself, it's usually, like, on vacation. I found myself, like, with time to kill. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a kid or, or a teenager, I... I uh, I can name off the top of my head. One vacation I saw in the same day, uh, American Wedding, and, which is the third American Pie yeah. movie, and Bad Boys 2. Uh, Allison Hannigan. Uh, yeah, Allison Hannigan, you're right. Uh, and that was because my, I was like, I was probably in college, yeah, when that came out, and I was on vacation with my family, and they were meeting up with another family and going to a water park, and I, I didn't want to go, and like I was the oldest... Of, I mean, it wasn't even a kid. I was a young adult. I was a college student, you know. And I just was like, that doesn't sound fun to me. And my mom was like, okay, you can take the car over there. Just pick a, pick us up at this time. So I went to a theater and saw two movies in a row. Um, and then I remember I, right after high school, I went on a vacation to Myrtle Beach with my then-girlfriend's family. And it was a whole week. They had a whole house and no other plans of, other than that. They just rented, like, a house near Myrtle Beach and... So she and I would like go do fun stuff in Myrtle Beach every day. And over the course of the week, we saw Scary Movie. Or would it have been Scary Movie 2? No, it would have been the first Scary Movie, 2000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scary Movie. Uh, what's the Mel Gibson World, the Revolutionary War movie? The Patriot? Is that what it's called? the wrong person. <laughs> but you were around and worked in a video store and stuff. I feel like you would remember that. Is it called The Patriot? That sounds right. And it has um, Heath Ledger, like, at the beginning of his sort of fame. Yeah, The Patriot. And we also saw Disney's The Kid, starring Bruce Willis and Gene Smart. Weird. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That does seem like a very, like, Griswold thing to do. Like, all right, kids, what should we see? You know? Yeah. Like, go to the movie theater and, like, maybe the kids see something different. Yeah. And the parents. Um... Okay, Disney's the kid, live action movie. Uh, an unhappy and disliked image consultant, that's Bruce Willis, uh, gets a second shot at life when he is mysteriously confronted with an eight year old version of himself. Oh, it's like big, but not. But they're both in the same place, yeah. you know? Um, anyway, directed by John Turtletaub. Okay, so uh, Phoebe can't let this go, obviously, for good reason, and she. Uh, tricks Rachel into getting into a cab and tells the cab to <laughs> speed off and then she confronts Ross um, eventually he convinces her to keep the secret because she just kind of likes having being the only person who knows uh, back at the um, the main apartment uh, where am I um, Chandler and Monica tell Joey about the fact that he that Chandler's moving in with Monica um and uh, Joey's sad about that. Um, then Monica tells Phoebe and Ross about them moving in. Uh, there's a running joke where every time she says, like, uh, she has big news, someone says, are you pregnant? Yeah. Uh, it's a perfect, like, like 
comedy by the book, like rule three. It has it happens three times in the episode. Yes. And the third time she says, No, but I'm throwing away this shirt. Yeah. It's a perfect like comedy writer's <laughs> like uh thing. Um blah blah blah. They have a big group hug. Um Monica and Phoebe and Ross. Uh and then Monica jokingly says, like, uh, if you see Rachel, try to give her some bad news so my news won't see as bad. And, and then Ross and Phoebe's like, hmm, I wonder if I have any bad news to give to Rachel. After Monica leaves, Ross and Phoebe argue some more about the annulment thing. Um, Rachel comes home, and she had a bad day at work, so Monica and Chandler are there, and they're like, oh, they don't want to break it to her. But eventually they do break it to her, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> Um, she's excited about it. And I'm like, yes. And I feel like as an audience member, we were supposed to understand that Monica and Chandler telling Rachel that Chandler was moving in meant they wanted Rachel to move out. I didn't understand that. I'm in Rachel's shoes here. I assumed they were all going to live together. Um, yeah. Because I feel like I've known people in real life who have done that. And there's two different bedrooms. So yeah. Yeah. Chandler wouldn't get... Uh, Rachel's bedroom. Yeah. I don't think you're an idiot. Okay. But it felt like the way it was played, it was like, as soon as she be, it was, sort of, was like, yeah. uh, oh, we're going to have so much fun as roommates. Like, the audience is like, oh. And they're like, and then I was like, oh, are we not supposed to, like, that's just what I assumed was happening, too. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like that would have been fun for the show, too, to have the three of them living together. Yeah. There's a lot you could do there. Yeah. And Rachel liked the idea. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, I said she rightfully assumed that she was staying um, back at the um, at the perk. Ross and Phoebe have consulted a tribunal of single women <laughs> yes. about whether or not Ross's status is uh, a three-time divorced well, Phoebe, person. Phoebe does. Yeah. Like Ross goes along with it begrudgingly. Yeah, but then he tries to make the argument for himself. Yeah. Um, and this is where it's the third woman is the one who says like, uh, "I'm you know the three divorces didn't bother me, but I wouldn't." go out with him because he's clearly still in love with this Rachel person. Yeah. And then Ross is like, no way. He starts flipping out, which turns off one of the ladies and turns one of the other ladies yeah. on. <laughs> um, yeah, that was funny. Uh, so, um, Chandler makes Monica tell Rachel the full truth um, that they want her out, and she does, and Rachel's like, okay. And like doesn't seem bothered by it at all. She's being weird about it, and Monica even like brought her cookies to help it go down and she tastes the cookies and they're bad yeah which, which i don't like understand that not, like monica's supposed to be a great yeah, cook that's not on brand for monica to yeah. have bad cookies yeah so i don't i didn't get that that felt wrong um but she has made cookies to soothe uh people who are sad before or okay. maybe she hasn't yet maybe oh okay that's to come maybe um Back at the boys' apartment, Joey's still moping around, and then Monica comes over, and she's moping around because she's mad at Rachel for taking it too well. <laughs> like she's she, sad that Rachel is not more emotional. The way that Joey is. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah she even keeps, like, And using, the way she feels about it, too, because yeah, Monica's yeah. sad. But she keeps using the phrase, end of an era, which she got from Joey. <laughs> right. Uh, and, there's, yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff in here about Joey, like, having nicknames for the team of Chandler and Joey that no one's yeah. ever heard before or doing things they've never done before. Jojo and Chandy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, wasn't it like uh, uh, J-Man and Chan-Man? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what yeah. it was. Uh, 
All right. Um, <clears throat> so Ross, to prove that he doesn't still love Rachel, actually decides to go through with the annulment. His uh, lawyer is played by the great Ron Glass. Oh. Who's okay. probably... Uh, well, depending on your generation and, and the level of nerdiness, to the normal person who is older than us, he is probably best known for the TV show Barney Miller. But to nerd millennials like me uh, and you begrudgingly, because I made you watch this, he's known from Firefly. Um, oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Well, he was on Firefly. Okay. Uh, anyway, so Ron Glass. Uh, the only person I remember from Firefly is Gina Torres. You don't remember Nathan Fillion or um, uh, Marina Baccarin? You don't remember oh, her? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember Adam Baldwin? Um, <laughs> or Kaylee who, with the mechanic? I can't remember the actress's name. She's Canadian. She was on that show, uh, uh, The L.A. Complex. It was a show about a bunch of Canadian actors trying to make it in L.A. I don't. Um, yeah, you were so convinced that I would loved that show as much as you did and I when I yeah. didn't you didn't want to be with me anymore no I took it fine I've never insisted you like the things that I like I've never been one of those you know people are like what's your like I can't remember what they like what's your litmus test movie like right. that you show someone you're dating what's your deal breaker like, yeah it's like I don't care yeah. I also said before I, even though I consider myself more of a movie person than a music person I would rather be someone be with someone who has good taste in music and doesn't share my taste in movies than the other way around. Yeah. Good taste in music is more important to me in a person than good have, taste in. You think I have that? You have great taste in music. Yeah. I learn from you. I've learned from you all the time. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you have bad taste in movies. I think your taste in movies is maybe not as careful sprawling as mine. Careful. Like I think there's a there's a smaller like sort of lane of what you. That's want true. to spend your time with? I don't have as much patience for like old old movies. And I love old movies. Yeah. You love old movies. Yeah. And you also don't like horror movies. Yeah. You know. Uh you also weirdly it always is like I don't like war. And yeah, war movies. You also don't like anything that has anything to do with space, which is like so strange to me. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> but there's so many like you've never seen Apollo 13, like an American classic movie. Who needs space? But, <laughs> So but it's not about that's not a movie about space it's a movie about like I'll see perseverance any, any movie under the sea under the sea or on the sea under the sea count me what in. about a horror movie um yeah like um like Jaws like Jaws love it did you ever see um The Shallows not the Stars Born song with but the shark attack yeah movie? yeah with uh, yeah. um Blake Lively yes it's such a cool movie yes yeah yeah, she gets stranded on a rock in a bay. Wait, what's the one with the couple who are in the middle of the ocean? Oh, open water. I saw that one yeah, too. Yeah, that's a rough one. It's rough. I mean, it's well made, but yeah, uh, yeah it's very tense. And you, like, I knew what was going to happen, but it was still so upsetting. Yeah, when it's it very, does. very upsetting. Yeah. Um, so you like ocean movies? Yeah, uh, friends and mothers, space or ocean. But okay, then well, I know I know what the deal breaker here, because. Avatar 2 is, yes, it's a space movie, but it's also very much an ocean movie. But then again, it's also a 3D movie, which I know is a deal breaker for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even better than Avatar, if you can imagine. Also, I don't like CGI. I generally don't, but James Cameron is a wizard. Um, Okay. 
so far off base about what kind of movies and music you like um, and that I like. Uh, yeah, what were we talking about? Um, yeah. Uh, we were, oh, we were talking about Firefly because Ron Glass because oh. <laughs> Ron Glass plays uh, Ross's divorce lawyer who's like exasperated and like yeah. he kind of reminded me of um, Alan Arkin in Gross Point Blank as the like reluctant therapist. <laughs> you oh, know? okay. I was thinking of like um, Jackie Childs. Yeah. <laughs> but Jackie Childs is eager to be on Kramer's level. Right, right. Ron Glass here like can't even like yeah wrap his head around it uh but then ross finds out that in order to get an annulment rachel actually needs to be present in front of a judge it's not as easy as he thought yeah uh which means he's gonna have to tell her that he didn't get the annulment um also ron glass says that ross should be in therapy and at first he denies it and then by the end of the scene he is kind of open to the idea which i mean therapy is good for everyone but yeah ross should definitely be in therapy um so Monica decides to finally, like, really push Rachel on the whole, like, her being emotional thing. And the first thing I noticed is that Rachel is painting her nails on their, like, white couch. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a lot of confidence in your skills as a nail painter, right? I'd be okay. You'd be good? Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Sorry, just got to... An annoying text message. Um, so she's painting nails on the couch. Monica is like trying to force her to think, to force her to like take it seriously. Yeah, like she's trying to like give her gifts, and she, this is where she keeps saying "end of an era." Uh, and then eventually, we realize that Rachel isn't taking this seriously because she thinks, like the impulsive Vegas wedding that didn't happen between Monica and Chandler, she thinks this is not actually going to happen. Um, then, uh, uh, outside of the apartment, Phoebe confronts Ross again about her, about him being in love with Rachel and, uh, Ross is like, no, I'm going to go tell her right now or whatever. And he goes in and, and Rachel's crying about the roommate thing and Ross, um, uh, consoles her and hugs her and then he has this what I thought was like a creepy little look on his face, but you're seeing it as like him realizing he's in love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think he's a creep. Not saying that there's not a creepy look on his face. Yeah, he is a creep. He is we're, a creep. We're, we're in agreement on that. He's a creep, yeah. but he's also in love with Rachel. Yeah. So in the, uh, that's the end of the episode, but then there's a tag at the end, uh, where Ross and Phoebe are at the perk. Joey and Phoebe. Uh, sorry. Joey and Phoebe are at the perk. Thank you. And, um, he's like, Hey, Ross and Rachel are married. Monica and Chandler are living together. When are you and I gonna get together? And she, she like knows the future, and she tells this entire uh, story she about. Says, oh, we like, do. We do, yeah, uh, but not for a while. And she tells the story about like at one point she marries Chandler for the money, mm -hmm. right? And Joey and Rachel have beautiful kids, and then <laughs> Joey and. Uh, Phoebe end up together with Chandler's money and, and Joey's kids, and uh, also Phoebe kills Ross. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like and I know this is like early days, but it felt like it was almost like kind of poking fun at like online fan culture and like 
yeah. predictions yes. and, and stuff like totally. that. Yeah. Um, I loved that. I love that bit. Uh, and then that's the end of the episode. Do, do you have any stray observations? Yes. Okay. Um, just the idea that they're like moving out, moving in, switching roommates, and there was no talk of like finances. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which like that would be top of mind to any 20 something. Like, like, do I need, th- I need 30 days. Like, how am I going to find another roommate for Joey? You know? Yeah. And then also like when Rachel thought it was going to be the three of them, like maybe that's why she was excited. Cause she's like, Oh, we split it three ways now. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. but there was no discussion of that. Just like proof that these people are very unrelatable. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because there's one of the best episodes of the series so far is the one with five steaks and an eggplant where um, Ch- um, Chandler and Ross and Monica all have money and Phoebe yeah. and Rachel and Joey all yeah. don't. That class division. Um, what's that? That class division. Yeah. And obviously since then, I think Rachel probably makes good money at her job um, yeah. now. Or, or I mean, like great money, but, you know, definitely livable money. But I definitely agree with you with Joey that he should part of him should be like, how am I going to afford this place? I barely work. Yeah. Um, I think Chandler would still give him like at least a few like he would pay until he found a route. But yeah, that should be a discussion. No. Yeah. Yeah. I said last week that Monica should have discussed with Rachel before even saying yes to Chandler. Of course. But that was, again, me assuming that the 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 arrangement would be that Chandler moved in, not that Rachel moved out. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to funniest moments. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> Phoebe puts Rachel in the cab, and then she's going to see a movie at the Angelica, a theater that I've not been to, but I have heard of. Um, and then, so Phoebe's like, the Angelica, and like taps on top of the yep. cab, and <laughs> she has the whole conversation, and then the cab backs into the frame with yeah. Rachel being like, uh, Phoebe, what are you doing? And Phoebe says, hey, how was the movie? Hey, Rach, how was the movie? Because <laughs> it's like next block over. Yeah, yeah. Um, when uh, Rachel is excited about having Chandler move in, and then like she walks into her bedroom and then comes out and goes, hey, guys, come and knock on our door. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. Because it would uh, yeah. be like a threes company, yeah, uh, yeah, cute situation. Uh, when Ross is trying to argue to the uh, tribunal of single ladies, mm-hmm. um, uh, he doesn't have feelings for Rachel. He says like there was a time that I loved her and cherished her, blah blah blah. And he goes, now she's just my wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Ross is talking about how like he'll never date again, no one wants to date. Um, like someone who's been divorced three times and he's like making his case and he's like, there's nothing worse except maybe geologists, like yeah. a little joke to himself. <laughs> yeah. Cause like geologists are losers in his yeah. paleontology world. Um, my last one, <laughs> Monica's talking about how Rachel's her best friend and Chandler's like, well, I told Joey and he's my best friend. And Monica goes, I'm not your best friend. And Chandler goes, you just said, of course you're my best friend. <laughs> Um, I forget, like, the Ross is saying, like, well, why don't I just, um, I might as well just marry Joey. And then Phoebe says something like, hey, you could do a lot worse than Joey Tribbiani. Yeah, yeah. I had that under the umbrella. Um, um, uh, okay. Uh, I have more. Yeah, okay, keep going. I'm done. Um, Rachel was upset that, like, her 
colleagues were calling her Raquel. <laughs> and Chandler said for the first four years of his work, people were calling him Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, more? Uh, okay, one more. Yeah. Um, when Phoebe's like, when Phoebe asked Ross, like, oh, like, so did you get that annulment? He's like, it turns out it's more complicated. And she goes, complicated because of love. <laughs> um, and then. Oh, you have another one. Um. That's okay. Uh. Coming knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Okay. Who's who is Meg? Meg is one of the three. Okay, so Phoebe says, "Bravo, Meg." <laughs> uh, oh, she's the one who points out points that, out that, that Ross is, Ross still is in love. love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, friends, but make it fashion. Uh, no one looked that great in this episode. I don't think uh, Chandler looked particularly bad with one of the worst ties I've ever seen, and that says something. With Chandler, with the stripe, the like pink the, satin the lines, tie, yeah. with two horizontal yeah. like navy blue stripes uh, about three quarters of the way down. Yeah, not cute. Horrible. It Horrible. looked terrible. Um, and it didn't go. But I don't know what outfit it would go with. But it definitely didn't go with his outfit. Yeah, um, I liked Ross in the green casual T-shirt. It was just like a plain. T-shirt. Yeah, you don't see Ross in T-shirts a lot. You don't see lot. him in T-shirts a lot, so yeah. his casual look was striking to me. And um, his hair was a bit must, too. Yeah. Because he's going through it. Yeah. Um, Phoebe was wearing a statement necklace, and then um, we can segue into the props department. Mm-hmm. Um, when <laughs> when Rachel is um, using, like, doing a, a pedicure for herself, there's a nail polish remover on the table. And I wrote down NPR for nail polish remover and then I'm like hey <laughs> but also the brand is Q-Tex but there was no T in it so it was just Q-X Q-X brand yeah. NPR yeah it's like C-U-X because Ross and Rachel like Ross sees that he loves oh, his ex oh yeah that's a, that's, it was a, a double lo- meaning it was a little um, uh, also foreshadowing magna to the magna Mazel to the Magna, sorry. Um, there's like an island scene with like a boat. Oh, okay. And like a little island with a palm. And what's under the umbrella? Um, Ross having anger issues. Yeah, that's when he right. he yells um, at Meg at the park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, like his lawyer tells him to go to therapy. Yeah. Um, we get a, I know, when um, Rachel agrees that it's the end of an era and Monica says, I know. That's what it was, yeah. 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 Um, also, um, confusion and competition about who's best friends. <laughs> That's Yeah, that um, is a running thing. Phoebe still hates Ross even in her yeah. like, future fantasy. Yeah, and she still loves Joey. And she still loves Joey, yeah. So, like, you, the whole, like, you think you and I should hook up. Oh, we do. And um, also, you could do a lot worse than Joey Tribbiani. Yeah. yeah. I love how this has become such a big thing, because I feel like we talked about it as early as like the first season of like joe like of joey our... and phoebe you know because well I, and when joey dated ursula right and then he and phoebe kissed yeah there are yeah. otps yeah 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 uh should we take a quick break yeah 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> We're back from a quick break. <laughs> um, and we are ready to dive into How I Met Your Mother Season 6, Episode 2, Cleaning House. Natalie, take it away. Okay. So we start at McLaren's, and we don't get a start of Ted talking to his kids. Oh, everybody do a shot. We start everyone, at McLaren's. Everyone yeah. do a shot. Um, yeah. And it's all of them at McLaren's, and Barney is... Uh, uh, like bullshitting, like bloviating some dumb story about um, going to the zoo and the orangutans, like giving them a stand. Right, having sex at the zoo, yeah. like Tony Soprano and Gloria yeah, Trillo. Yeah, the snake house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then everyone is like annoyed at him, and um, he's like, I can't do this anymore. I need to be real with you. Uh, my mom is selling our childhood home, and I need. Uh, help packing yeah. everything. That is a real, like something you and I have both been through, parents yeah. selling the childhood home. It is a weird, it's, like, momentous occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they all say, like, yeah, right, we're not going to, like, take a whole day in Staten Island to, to do this right. bullshit. And he's like, it's actually going to take more than one, more than one day. Yeah. It's going to take two days. And um, they're like, you know what, like, all of your, like, dumb, like, sexual conquests might be persuaded, but... We are not, and then yeah. they all are. So yeah. we don't know what he says, what he yeah, does. Yeah, we see him, like, crack his neck and, like... Yeah, he's, like, cracks his knuckles <laughs> yeah. and persuades them somehow. I'm not sure how that happened. I would have liked to see it. Yeah. Um, so then we go to um, Barney's childhood home, where we've been before. Um, James shows up, Wayne Brady, his brother James. Yeah. Um, let's see... Um, uh, we get a flashback. Okay, so we're learning that Loretta, Barney's mom... Francis Conroy. Francis Conroy has basically lied to them their entire lives. And, for example, um, in Pee Wee Basketball, he didn't he didn't make the team. But in his mind, like, he was too good for the team. So, right. like, the coach is like, we can't accept you. And we see him, in his ma- imagination, like dunking the ball and impressing everyone yeah. but in reality he just like <laughs> yeah, he it's like a fourth grader dumb he dunks the ball yeah yeah um and james is like yeah he sucked and barney didn't believe it um so they're all in the living room like hanging out and then rob and ted are upstairs in barney's room packing things up and robin is trying to like hook ted up with one of her friends um and She's doing it over email, which is strange. Yeah. Um, and she's making a case, like, really overselling him, like, sex-wise. Yeah. And Ted's yeah. like, oh, this is, like, the wrong approach. Like, you can't oversell because then I have, like, too much to live up to, and yeah. then she's going to be disappointed. Um, we also get more lies from Loretta. Um, for example, on Barney's eighth birthday no one showed up and he gets a letter from the postmaster general apologizing for losing 
all of the invitations. Yeah. Um, and another one of the mothers being a drunk <laughs> slut. Right. Um, and then also, of course, the famous lie of Bob Barker being his father. Which, tell me if I'm wrong. In the, that we'd seen that scene before. Yeah. But when we saw it before, it was if I'm remembering correctly, because there's a reason you don't see the mother's yeah, head. Yeah, you see her torso and... And so I think when we saw it before, it was before Francis Connery had been cast, and it yeah. was Megan Mullally's voice. That's right. You're right. So yeah. they... I think they used... Uh, I don't know if they used the exact same footage, but at the very least, they re-recorded, because it was Francis Conroy's voice this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everyone knows that Loretta's been lying to him, um, and he finds... Um, Barney finds a letter, he's going through letters, and he finds a letter addressed to Sam Gibbs. And it's a photo of Barney and James as kids, Mm -hmm. and it says, your son. Um, And then that's when Loretta walks in the room with a plate of Sloppy Joes, yeah, (laughs) big pile of Sloppy Joes, um, and coleslaw, and says, who wants Sloppy Joes? Um, And then Loretta kind of breaks down and is upset and Barney is still pretty gullible um, upstairs Robin then sends Liz another email underselling him and kind of saying like he doesn't smell he uh, he can control his bowels <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's not violent he's basically not bad at all um, James talks real to Barney and says like Bob Barker is not your father we need to go find this uh, Sam Gibbs person. It's one of our fathers. And Barney's still like, whatever. Um, Ted and Robin are in the back of, a, of the U-Haul. Um, she's still writing emails to her friend Kate. Oh, I, didn't, I don't remember her okay, name. Okay, we get a name. I just don't remember. Um, and it goes back and forth. And... Uh, Okay, so they op- they're at Sam Gibbs' door. Um, Barney gets very vulnerable, um, and he realizes, like, he needs to grow up. It's time to grow up. Let's find out who this person is. And what were you going to say? I thought it was very sweet that even when Barney admits that he knows deep down that Bob Barker isn't yes. his dad, but yes, he but can't he, bring himself to say the words. He, he says, I know Bob Barker isn't, yes. you know. Yeah. So That's all he, he can say. Yeah. He, um, good, good performance. Very good. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, Papa is Ben Vereen. Ben Vereen. Yeah. yeah. Opens the door. Um, He's Sam Gibbs. Broadway. Broadway legend. Yeah. Broadway original legend. cast of Pippin and, uh, yeah. Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Um, and then, um, they ask him about Loretta and he says, Loretta. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he remembers, um, James hugs his father and Barney also <laughs> hugs him and says Papa Yeah, and then is convinced that he's black too Yeah, and everyone else is kind of like ooh yeah. like, how are we going to break this to him I would say given how much of this show hasn't aged well I'm surprised the amount of restraint they showed in the Barney thinks he's black thing I mean, he, it could have been a lot worse he does do a he, lot of it could have been a lot of Unfortunate, like, yeah. singing and talking well, yeah. and dancing. Um, so Sam and James are both very musically talented. They duet on the piano. And even though we know um, uh, Barney or um, 
Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris is a very talented vocalist. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is not doing himself any favors. It's not that I don't think that he's. It's not that he's singing poorly. It's that he's trying to sing like a black man. Yeah. And he's just not on the same page. Like he's shouting when they're doing this. Yeah. Uh, Sweetly uh, of of stand by stand by me. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, Later on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's that's like in a larger extra textual like uh, point of view. Just like if you get Ben Vereen and Wayne Brady and Neil Patrick Harris in a scene together and you don't write that they sing yeah. something yeah. like you you failed. So it's yeah. it's nice that they get to sing. Yeah. Um, oh, meanwhile, after all of these emails, Liz still wants to meet Ted. And that leads Ted to say, like, wait, maybe you're overselling her. Maybe she's not a 10. You said that she looked like a movie star. And, and Robin's like, yeah, like Al Pacino <laughs> in Raging she Bull. Said, no, she said uh, Robert De Niro, but when he's ripped, like in Cape Fear. <laughs> Which is, like, mean to say mean, about someone, yeah. but that's funny. Yeah. Um, so we get a very sweet scene with Loretta and Barney in his old room, and they're sitting on his bed going through his stuff, and Loretta's saying, like, I didn't want you to want your want to know who your fathers were. Like, I wanted to be both of your parents. I wanted to be enough as a single mom. Uh, it, like, hurt my heart when you, you kept asking. Um, but she says, if you want, I can tell you. And it's on a little piece of paper, and Barney understands, and he decides to, he doesn't want to know, and he's like, I know who my dad is, it's you, um, you're a great mom. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, oh, and then we get the Ted voiceover, uh, Ted voiceover. Um, Uncle Barney had a happy childhood, and... It's all due to his mom. Um, we get a scene with um, uh, James showing Ben Vereen like a photo of his son, Elliot. Or Elliot? I don't remember the Elliot? the son's name. Yeah. Okay, um, and that's a very sweet scene. We get yeah. something funny later. Oh yeah, um, that's my number one. And then, uh, yeah, they're playing Stand by Me and. Um, Barney comes through with the auto tune. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, like a little like headset yeah. tape to his face. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the only thing you kind of skipped over that is mildly important important is the Lillian Marshall like C plot about whether or not they're going to tell their kids about Santa, about Santa Claus, and the Easter Bunny, and the Easter Bunny. Yeah, and it just like the differences in idea of like parenting and family between Lillian Marshall. Like I know obviously their their relationship is airtight it seems like most of the time but like it's getting concerning <laughs> there's a lot of things that yeah. they're not on the same page about yeah yeah, yeah. uh all right should we move on to funniest moments yeah all right go first um <laughs> when barney um is vying for his dad's attention and he goes Dad, look how fast I can run! And he runs by. Because it's it's the scene you were talking about with, with the photo of the so so Wayne Brady is showing the photo to on Ben his Vereen. Flip phone. It's very yeah, it's very sweet. And then with like as with not seeing Francis Conroy's head in the flashback, you don't see Barney's head. You just see a body like fly past the screen. Like Dad, look how fast I can run! And then like the scene goes on, and then he comes back the other way and goes, Dad, you're not looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was mine. Uh, and then my only other one was. Um, uh, 
it's so silly and, and 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 obvious, but it really made me laugh that when Barney comes in singing the auto with the auto tune thing headset, and then James and Ben Vereen leave, and he keeps like talking to them. Yeah. He's like, "Papa, Dad, James," but yeah. it's still doing the auto tune thing. That that really made me laugh. And then, can we go camping? Yeah, can we go camping? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, also, it's very funny when uh, Marshall and Lily are like eating sloppy joes in the U-Haul. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They brought yeah. sloppy joes. Yeah. Um, Robin also sends a, an email. She opens up her email and says he's also quite the detective. When Ted's like, "Wait a second, <laughs> Sam Gibbs can't. The timing doesn't work out. He can't yeah. be Barney's father." <laughs> so, like, Ted's just as like gullible as Barney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about, uh, I thought it was funny, um, <laughs> the reveal that <laughs> when Robin's been emailing Liz or Kate or whatever, she's been, like, <laughs> BCCing all of their friends. Yes, yes. So we see yes. Lily and Marshall and Barney laughing at the, <laughs> at the text messages. Yeah. Um, should we go to fashion, um, make it fashion? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't have a single thing, so. Um, Marshall has a haircut and it looks great. Okay. And Robin. Which one? Robin actually looks normal, like she's just wearing like a striped shirt. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, maybe the costume department wasn't mad at Colby Smulders this week. Yeah, um, <laughs> she did have like ridiculous boots, but we're just gonna let that slide. Yeah. Um, umbrella under the umbrella. Uh, yeah. The main uh, or the number one thing that I uh, put is that. Uh, Ted once again refers to himself as Teddy Westside. Teddy, Teddy Westside. Westside makes a return yes, when he's when he's talking about like how he's like he's good at sex. He's like Teddy Westside knows what he's doing. Knows, yeah. knows his way around something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget what um, at what point um, Barney says thank you. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's been done before. <laughs> um, also, instead of giving cookies to Santa, Marshall's family gives uh, milk and lutefisk. <laughs> Because they're so, like, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, so Scandinavian. Um, Barney singing. And also, uh, there's the joke about the Ericsons being tall. tall. And uh, I can't remember what it was, but there was some reason, like, that uh, Marshall's like, that's why I... I stopped growing at (laughs) 6'4". Yeah, he's like, I hit 6'4 in fifth grade, and then I just stopped. That's what stunted my growth. I can't remember what it was that she was saying. Maybe not drinking milk in Lutefisk? (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but it's like... Yeah, that's what stunted my growth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we move on to similarities? <clears throat> okay, yeah. Okay, I only have one. Okay, I have a few. Okay, let me do my one first so that I can have one, because I think you might also have this one. Okay. Using food to ease a difficult or awkward moment. So Monica has the cookies, and Loretta has the Sloppy Joe yes, sandwiches. I said Loretta, L- L- Loretta is a feeder like Monica. Right, yeah. And like big plates of food. Yeah, it's a like pile, a yeah. pile of an item of food. I would. Uh, I used to like Sloppy Joes as a kid. I this this kind of made me miss Sloppy Joes. You like a manwich? Uh, yeah, and also she said like um, put. She was like put the coleslaw on them, which I realized because I was a picky eater as a kid and I did not like coleslaw, and now I would like coleslaw, so I would put it on that. that you didn't like good. coleslaw because it was like white, right? You but also, like I think white. it was like because it's also a little vinegary, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that taste a lot. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of what I associated with it was that vinegar taste that now I love. 
I didn't um, like coleslaw as a kid because of like the mayonnaise, but now I like a like a vinegar base coleslaw. Yeah. Not like the mayonnaise version, but yeah. like the vinegar okay. version. Um and then other thing about sloppy joes. So you know you know the famous line, <laughs> Jackie Gleason's famous line from Smokey and the Bandit, uh uh, give me a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper and make it quick. I'm in a goddamn hurry. Only from you. No, you. we both know it from the same thing. The right. Best Show. Right, 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 right. The Best Show podcast. Um, and so I'd heard that, I'd seen the movie and I'd heard that line on the Best Show podcast so many times. I looked you up, quote it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But uh, I looked up what a Diablo sandwich is and it's essentially a spicy sloppy joe, hmm. which sounds very good to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that you like it because you don't like to like be messy. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, that's not as true as it used to be. Like, now I eat wings. I didn't like wings for the longest time just because yeah. they got your fingers and, and your mouth messy and you had to, like... And I still, like, when I eat wings, I'm still self-conscious about it. And I go through, essentially, like, a napkin a wing, which yeah. is it's like, a real, wasteful. It's a real sight to see. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to... But they're so good. Um, you know what I was thinking about? It's a soft topic. Um, the nickel mine that... That sports bar on Santa Monica, it has, like, it's a corner bar, and it has huge TVs all the way around. We went once, and they have food mm-hmm. there. Okay. Uh, I walked past it the other day because I was going to see a movie at the at the Lindley Royal, and I was like, oh, I haven't been to the Nickel Mine oh, yeah. since before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. near the Royal. Okay. It's between the Royal and the New Art. It's, yep. like, between two, like, art house theater yeah. institutions here. Uh, and, yeah, I was walking past it, and I was like, that place has good wings, and, and I used to go more often, and you and I went, and I went and watched hockey with uh, a friend it, i think it's one of the best sports bars in la and we haven't been since pre-covid um i would like a sloppy joe uh i'd like to open face it with a fork okay um so friends and mothers but obviously a sloppy joe or sloppy no <laughs> okay yeah obviously you would want a vegetarian version with some sort of beyond crumbles or something like yes. that yeah. instead of ground ground beef yes uh sloppy joe or sloppy no right that's good I thought so. Um, okay. Also, best friend competitions. Uh, friends as roommates. Um, oh, yeah. Pregnancy snafus. Or, like, uh, pregnancy questions. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Mistaken uh, parentage. So, Phoebe. Phoebe had the, like, complicated... When she learns who her mother was. Oh, right. And now okay. Barney. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, and then, okay, nickname, like fun made up nicknames. So Teddy Westside. Yeah. And then JoJo and Chan Man or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel like at one part he called them like Channy. He was like J-Man and Channy or something like yeah. that. Um, also, I just, one occurred to me is like the future telling of the story of like you know how Phoebe has like, oh, that's not how this goes. This is how this goes. And in How I Met Your Mother, we get a lot of way down the future of what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Not not in this episode though, right? No, but this episode. This... But yeah, just in general. Yeah, this. Is, I was just trying to remember if there was anything in this episode. Yeah. I guess you also have like, um, both both episodes have like uh, guest stars who are black character actors from previous generations. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of a stretch, but... Yeah, no. I mean, all yeah. of mine are stretches. Yeah, I was trying... I actually looked up to see if Ron Glass and Ben Vereen had ever worked together before. 
Um, and I think that Ron Glass was in one episode of a TV show that Ben Vereen was on that oh, I have to find it because it had such a strange name, and now I lost it. It was called, like, Ten Toes and Frosty or something. <laughs> really strange name. I'll, I'll think of it. Okay. I'll find it. Okay. What's the next segment? Um, your favorite to... Oh, okay. How are we doing? Okay, um... Ten Speed and Brown Shoe was a, a, a short-lived show uh, that Bev Vereen starred in with Jeff Goldblum. Okay. And I think Ron Glass was in an episode of that. Okay. okay. Uh, yes, next is my favorite episode. Wait, no, it's not. Your favorite portion, too? No, we didn't even play favorites. Oh, okay, sorry. Or, or catch up on our correspondence. Oh, we have two more to go. Shoot. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. How Friends. about your mother? Whoa! <laughs> yeah. I liked I liked Barney getting vulnerable. That's I liked yeah. the scene with Loretta. I liked the flashbacks of Barney, and I liked the whole Ben Vereen story. How like it could have gone bad, mm-hmm. and we've seen it gone bad and going bad in other shows. But like, there was no animosity. It was just kind of like sweet. Uh, I definitely agree about Ben Vereen. I definitely agree about uh, Neil Patrick Harris's performance when he gets vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the the scene with Loretta at the end. It felt a little, I don't know, saccharine. I guess. Yeah, I guess I want that sometimes. Um, but it's to my surprise that I liked the Friends episode because I didn't like Ross's behavior. I didn't like that Monica and Chandler were kicking Rachel out when yeah, I realized that. I feel like I was sad. But yeah, but. I, I think this once again came down to a case of I laughed more at the Friends episode. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Rachel singing the Three's Company theme uh, yeah. is funnier than any one thing that happened in this How <laughs> I Met Your Mother episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's catch up on our correspondence. We have just mm-hmm. one. Uh, unless I missed something, which is perfectly possible. So, uh, as you guys have done before, and I appreciate it if I... Uh, miss something that you sent in let me know but uh, our old friend Yuhani um, commented over at battleshipretention.com huzzah because uh, this is because we're starting the second half of the oh, yeah, <laughs> podcast it yeah. uh, feels like only yesterday you guys started this podcast and I smashed that subscribe button thanks for smashing <laughs> that subscribe yeah. button uh, I think this is still a good friends episode but I do view it as a turning point for the show maybe even slightly jumping the shark mm-hmm. from this point on it feels less like a show about friends and increasingly like a show about two romantic pairings mm-hmm. and two outlier liars who the writers struggle to do anything substantial with yeah. still good times to be had in future episodes don't get wary yet. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I would agree. Uh, I hope it's still funny because this this week was funny. Yeah. So I hope it. it, it I hope it's still funny. Um, and he says uh, hashtag nut fave cashew nuts, even though they're not great for my sensitive stomach. Oh yeah, we have a lot in common. <laughs> you and you, honey. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our correspondence. Now I think is time for my favorite segment to introduce. It's called How Were We Doing? This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So season six, episode two of Friends, the one where Ross hugs Rachel, uh, aired on Thursday, September 30th, 1999. Getting closer and closer to Y2K, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, on this day, Japan's second worst nuclear accident at a uranium reprocessing facility happens in uh, Tokaimura, which is no- northeast of Tokyo. And it was actually the second time in 
less than three years that there had been a nuclear meltdown at this same facility. This one was far more deadly than the first one. Um, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like hundreds of people were exposed to radiation and um, a number of people died. Oh. So, hooray. Sorry, didn't mean to make it so such a bummer. Yeah. You know? Um, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Uh, and number five, Enrique Iglesias, Bailamos. <laughs> uh, man, I really liked that time that um, that sort of Latin pop, you know? Uh, I like Bailamos. I don't like any Ricky Martin, but I like the time. Yeah. And then soon enough, we're going to get into Shakira, who I kind of like. Yeah. Um, uh, at number four, it's a classic to this day. People still love it. Uh, um, I'm trying to think how to how to like t- tease what it is without getting into it. Like dun dun, a little bit of it. <laughs> uh, Mambo number five uh, by Lou Bega. Yeah. At number three, a song that we all know, even though it is terrible. It is smooth by Santana. Yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate it. I, 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 I mentioned last week that this is the era that I was working at Best Buy, and there were songs we had to listen yeah. to over and over again. Yeah. And this was one of them. And I hated the song. It didn't make it like me, made me like it anymore. That I heard it over just and over not again. The yeah, but and also I hate that to this day. If it's a if it's a really hot day, I will still think well, it's, it's a hot a one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say that, and then it gets in my head. Yep, yep. And then we're both doomed. For the rest uh, of the day. At number two, Ricky Martin, she's all I ever had, and once again, number one, TLC, Unpretty, make me feel so damn unpretty. We listened to it yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, good song. Season five. Sorry, I'm still in season five mode. Season six, episode two. Of How I Met Your Mother, Cleaning House, aired on Monday, September 27th, 2010. Um, and definitely... Oh, so the main thing that happened this day... Uh, we were just talking about, like, late heat waves in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. This is, from what I can tell, to this day, the hottest recorded day in the history of Los Angeles, at least based on measurements downtown was September 27th, 2010. It got up to 113 degrees. And again, to make it sad, this was also the day that the famous movie editor, Sally Mankey, who, um, among other things, was um, the person who edited all of Quentin Tarantino's movies up through Inglorious Bastards, um, died while on a hike with her dog, most likely from heat. From heat. Yeah. Her dog survived. Um, yeah, very sad. Very sad. Uh, and uh, yeah, top five songs in the U.S. on this day. Uh, at number five, Usher, DJ Got Us Fallen in Love. Um, uh, number four. Wait, wait, sing it. I don't know how that one goes. Um, got us falling in love again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Usher's fine with me. Yeah. Um. Didn't he tell? T.I. that he ruined pop songs or whatever <laughs> with autotune? Was that Usher who like It's not all T.I. did. Yeah. Um, Wait, am I thinking of the right guy? I don't know. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, number four, Katy Perry. Uh, I'll be your teenage dream tonight. Good song. Uh, and number three, Rihanna. A Rihanna song that I do know. Uh, 
Only Girl in the World. You're the only girl in the world. This is a really good song. Uh, once again at number two, or I think it was lower on the list, but climbing to number two, uh, Eminem and Rihanna, again, twice, 2.2 2 spots in a row. Uh, love the way you lie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then at number one, moving up from last week, the Bruno Mars song, Just the Way You Are, which I know how that goes. I'm not singing it because it sucks. Uh, okay. Final segment is called Challenge Accepted. This is where, where we try to predict what's going to happen on next week's episode, armed only with knowledge of the episode title. First, let's see how we did. Um, we both turfed it on this one. I yeah. said Ross complicates the situation. Oh, Ross complicates the situationship by hugging Rachel when he's in a too close by next state, if you know what I mean. I mean, maybe. He probably was, yeah. the perv, yeah. the creep, yeah. loser. Um, that didn't happen. You said Robin has to sweep up the apartment and mop up her messy past. So, yeah, you had the wrong person, you know, cleaning house in more ways than one. It's, yeah. This is a Barney episode, obviously. Uh, now I'm going to look up the next ones, but I'm going to need you to vamp for a oh. minute. Pumpkin spice cream liqueur. Apple cider donuts. Pumpkin brioche twist. Apple cinnamon buns. Harvest blend herbal tea. Honey crisp apple Greek yogurt. Okay, season six, episode three of Friends is called The One with Ross's Denial. <sighs> it's going to be a Ross episode. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, what's he going to deny? Or is he... Den mm. Is he denying something to Rachel, or is he denying something to himself? That's the question. Is he going to deny to Rachel that he lied about the annulment, or is he going to deny to him, continue to deny to himself that he's still in love with Rachel? I'm going to go with the latter. Um... Uh, Ross continues continues oh my god to deny that he's sitting in a tree with <laughs> Rachel even though it's, like, so obvious. Okay. okay? Okay. Season 6, episode 3 of How I Met Your Mother is called Unfinished. Unfinished. Okay. Um, unfinished. Mm, okay. My mind goes to... Um, a basement, unfinished basement. Okay. So maybe it's like uh, Marshall and Lily have an unfinished basement and they argue about what to do with it. They live in an apartment, though. You're right. Yeah, so I'm not going to let you say that. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, thank you. Um, well, unfinished. Okay, maybe all of these emails hooking up Ted to her friend makes Robin realize that there's some unfinished oh. business with Ted. Yeah. Robin realizes that there might be some unfinished business with Ted in her heart and maybe in the bedroom. Good one. Good one? Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's the show. We recapped season six, episode two. We're on to season three, or episode three next week. Um, although for us, it will be a few weeks before we record. We, yeah. we will forget how to do the show. Yeah. Uh, if we are rusty in season six, episode three, forgive us. Yeah. It's going to be a while before we do an episode again. But they'll continue to appear to you, hopefully, uh, if I've done everything right, at the same pace. So, uh... You can find the podcast wherever you found it. You already did that. Um, but uh, you can also find a post for every episode at battleshippretension.com. You can comment there the way you honey did. You can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can tweet at me um, or at me, you know, post at me on Blue Sky at Davy Pretension. That's the name of the podcast, Battleship Pretension. Uh, and Natalie, where do you want people to find us and you on the internet? Well, I don't. But if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers, um, give us five stars if you think we deserve it. And if we don't, tell us why. Yeah. Every why? time you open that app, why? Why? <laughs> um, give us five stars. We're told that it helps people find us. Um, and keep um, the correspondence going. So uh, sloppy Joe or sloppy no. Yeah. And what was the other one? Have you ever gone to the movies without a plan in place? That's a good one. Yeah. Um, what uh, if you have kids? What do you tell them about Santa? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's a good one. The Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny. Yeah, all that, all that stuff. I guess. Uh, yeah, that's all I can really think of. Okay. Until next time, we'll see you at the Angelica. <laughs>